Hello, and thank you for listening to the Conscious Diva podcast. I'm Tatiana Wright, and with me today is documentary filmmaker Adam Schomer. Adam's mission through his production company, I2I, is to unite through wisdom and entertainment. Through his work as a producer-director, Adam brings insights into ourselves through entertaining and engaging documentaries and docu-series. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good morning. Today, we're going to talk about conscious media mm -hmm. <laughs> and Adam's new conscious TV series, The Road to Dharma, which is now available on iTunes, Apple TV, and Amazon. And I don't know why it's not on Netflix or Hulu, but it should be. And uh, it's awesome, super engaging, and I absolutely love it. And we'll talk about what conscious media is in a little bit and what a conscious series means wow. uh, and how you've gone off and developed an extension to that. So um, I want to give a little bit more of an intro to you. So Adam is also the producer of the Netflix hit Heal and The Highest Pass, both award-winning docs. All right, so let's start with explaining conscious media. Now, in your own words, what does that mean to you? How do you define this medium? Because it's, um, it's relatively new. You and yeah. I both work in the conscious media space, but it's been evolving over, I would say, the course, like the last 10, maybe even 15 years. Sure. Uh, first of all, hello to all the viewers. It's always sweet to share with you, Tatiana, and to share with everybody some of the, you know, what goes on in my heart, in my head, and, and hopefully it resonates with people, you know? Um, sometimes we're a bit ahead of our times, like you're saying, you know, it's been emerging over this last 10 to 15 years, but truly I think conscious media was started a long, long time ago and we just got derailed, you know? Uh, I think story, as we know, was, was used to make us better people. It was used in the traditions to help us realize our potential and spirit and uh, to help us be better humans also, right, to each other. And I feel like, you know, Western society, if you will, kind of derailed it, you know? And, and derailed, derailed, to be honest, the concept of freedom too over the last 200 years. And um, now we're coming back to realize that the role of media and can be something greater uh, than just marketing and success and um, store and just entertainment. So, what I would call conscious media to answer your question is is stories or media that unshackles us. And and this is a definition I I garnered from Anand, who's the lead, who's the guide, the Himalayan master in the Road to Dharma. Has been my teacher for 12 years and. Um, yeah, I mean, and so when he, he defined it as that which unshackles you, and I really resonated with that because otherwise it's difficult to, to say it's what it is, you know. Um, and so what is unshackling versus shackling? This is another question. It's kind of like wisdom or knowledge. Anything that ha helps liberate you in the end is, is true knowledge, is true wisdom. If it's going to keep you bound, and you'll know, the, you'll know that when you experience it, mm -hmm. um, but if, let's say, for example, a, a piece of media that keeps us locked into the old storylines of a very simple one would be like achieving and getting to a certain level of success, getting the girl, getting the status, and that's happiness. Storylines that are perpetuating that conditioning, I would call continuing to shackle us. Now, right. there, there might be really good things within that whole movie or story that are also giving us virtues on how to be a better person and, and how the person got there. So it's it's hard to say this is conscious and it's not. It's just certain elements, you know. If that another word for that is trash talking television. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I'm not. It's not black and white, you know. It's not like I mean, the, there's some reality shows that are just the worst of humanity. But you know, there there's also movies that might you might think, oh, that's really good-hearted film, but there's parts of it that are still perpetuating the same conditionality of the human experience. 
And so if something is really unshackling us from, from this idea of we're the, only the body and only here to achieve, so to speak, anything that can really expand our awareness and take us to a different worldview, I find conscious. That's conscious media. It expands us, breaks our bubble, much like a pilgrimage, much like the road to Dharma. We get out of our worldview and find that we are greater than we knew. We're unshackled. Yeah. And I think that's something people think spirituality is all spirit, but no, it has to be brought into the human, right? Mm -hmm. Spiritual and thus conscious story could also be, you know, teaching just how to treat fellow man, be kind, you know, yeah. uh, think of others the way you would think with yourself, share. These are like, you know, the, the humanistic moral yes. values, but um, that spirituality should help us be in touch with those same things. Yeah, totally. It was really interesting. I came across an article on um, on actually psychology today, and it was about conscious media. And I, I printed it out because I'd never come across this before, but I actually found the way they were describing this so interesting because it's called the evolutionary guidance media. That's how they were describing it, conscious media. They were describing it as evolutionary guidance media on psychology today. And it translated into, and I'm going to just read this to you because I found it really interesting. Yeah. It, is the, it is the love child of science and spirit, of tech and dharma, an infinite digital peace sign with specific effective capabilities rivaling those of LSD. EGM, evolutionary guidance media, is potentially consciousness expanding and yet requires further research, a psychosocial stimulant. Evolutionary guidance media is designed to facilitate the investigation and creation of media designed both in content and context specifically for the purpose of guiding and or facilitating the societal emergence of transpersonal consciousness, specifically planetary consciousness. And I found that so interesting because oh. I was like, wow, like how amazing. Someone actually took their time to literally re break that whole thing down. It was huge it was like um, a professor had done a huge study on there you know i thought wow yeah. how, how amazing you i know? love that. academics yeah. i love academics when they can like oh that's nicely defined and great words and all that and then and then we have to come in and say well this is what they're saying you know <laughs> well they broke something, it down into categories they, that shackles you something that makes you yeah. grow you know like it, let's, it was amazing i mean they had categories they had wellness which okay. means nurturing the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. They had design as a category, nurturing the full development of individuals and social groups. Scientific, which meant manifesting ethical science that serves human and social benefit. Political, you know, promoting self-determination, genuine participation in self-government, the continuous action for peace and global cooperation. So amazing. I, I just thought, wow. I mean, they even literally broke that right down. And thought, well, that's that's great because that's really what what we're trying to do with our messaging and. So I'd love for you to expand on on that, especially with your work, because you're you're a company I2I. You're not it's not just the series and heal, but you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Across different, not just spiritual uh, documentaries either. Correct. Yeah. Social um, social issues, um, and I like that they give they're giving guideposts. Anytime we can start to have some guideposts and definitions is nice because then it's something to refer back to and say, am I am I meeting the demands that I've set to myself as a conscious filmmaker, etc. And, you know, part of what I did in the Road to Dharma series, I'll break it down what it actually is in a moment, but I also made a course, which you know that goes along with it, and that breaks down what you see in this series in terms of the elements of freedom. So you can refer back and say, oh, this is a key to freedom. You know, not in a cheesy way of 10 steps to freedom, but like, this is an aspect of freedom that I can remember. Oh, yes. It, freedom involves taking quantum leaps, breaking your worldview. Freedom in, involves you know, recognizing when your stories are keeping you from that leap. Freedom involves 
being aware of your cravings and aversions, you know. So I think having a course or guideposts to go along with the shows is cool and important or in general with conscious media uh, because then we have reference and, you know, we are, we're all used to binge watching shows, right? Yeah, so, but I, I hadn't seen that before and I thought that was really um, a nice uh, accompaniment to yeah. the program. Um, because if, if people aren't familiar with an aunt and they happen to stumble upon it in Apple TV as a new, a new program you might be interested in or a new and noteworthy, it's, um, and then you're like, oh yeah, I love India. Oh, I love motorbikes. Oh, well, I'm curious to see what this is about, but it's great to have, um, that support of the programs as a course. Yeah. Uh, to freedom, really, to understand what these teachings are about, the greater teachings. Yeah, but, to, go, to go deeper for those yeah. that, because um, I was in a discussion group last night uh, about the road to Dharma. And so first of all, the road to Dharma itself, you know, we are motorcycling through the Himalayas to these four sacred sites. Uh, a master Himalayan teacher, Anand, is guiding a group of eight riders, eight passengers. The monsoon rains have start, stayed longer than usual. It's washed out roads, bridges. Motorcycling in India is crazy as it is. One of the characters hasn't ridden in Being a long time. Being in a car time. in India is crazy. It's great. One has <laughs> just learned to ride, a female rider. We have passengers that are wor working on just trusting the person. So it brings up, the danger aspect brings up a lot of our mental issues and our triggers. Um, and I've had people watch the first couple episodes like, gosh, I'm really struggling with how dangerous this is and why people are doing it. And I, and I say, just stick with until through episode three, you'll see how it goes deeper and how it starts to relate to all of us in terms of the triggers of the mind. And, and this specific guy said, wow, um, after episode three, I realized I was actually part of the journey in episodes one and two because I was so triggered myself by watching the danger and had to get through that discomfort to find like the, the light in the tunnel in episode three. Right. Um, so you, you definitely want to like stay with the journey so that it yeah. starts to deepen and deepen. I did that on purpose. Like I, I want people along for the ride and invested and then we can deepen. So it's yeah, because those are like but surface emotions, right? Those are like, they're surface emotions. And if you're not aware of that and you, as you say, you described as people kind of freaking out with that, um, you know, that's great. That's a really important aspect of themselves that needs to be identified and looked at and then bringing them deeper as you draw them into the series. And I hope people are really sticking with it because, um, Having you and I both have practiced uh, these these applications of growth, spiritual growth, for a long time, but I was watching with my husband, and he was like, he was the same. He was like, "Oh my God, how are they going on this? Like, you know, really?" He Anand, and he knows Anand, but he's not he's not a student of Anand's. But he was like, "Wow, Anand's taking them," and I and uh, I knowing it's and I was like, there's it's no way he would, he would put those people's, trust me, he's really in tune with the elements and everything. And there is, and while those are peripheral things, they're there to trigger, to make people think about certain stuff, certain aspects of themselves, but also Anand's not an idiot. He's not like, he's not going to be like, yeah, Hey, the roads are washed away. Come on, let's do it. You know, it, it, there's no way he'd be risking lives. Right. So, the, the intention is not to, um, for this outward risky journey the intentions for a deep inward journey yeah. and you know mother earth de delivered us the monsoon rains a month later we, we didn't plan on that so like she always delivers i think i say i say it in the first my opening monologue that when you're involved in such a search for freedom you you should expect challenges for mm -hmm. something as deep and truthful and essential to humanity and yourself as freedom you should expect resistance from the world and from your ego and from your, you know, yeah. for that beautiful thing, they're always gonna have an element of risk. 
when you're seeking truth. And as long, you know, wrap your head around that as you're watching the physical danger people go through, um, because then it starts to broaden into what we all see every day, the risk we all feel, be it money, be it relationship, be it um, comfort. Oh, Americans love comfort. God, yeah. we love comfort so much. And this COVID-19 is really pushing our comfort levels and we don't and we don't like it. Other countries are a little more okay with discomfort. Indians traditionally are a little more okay with discomfort. They things are just a little more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah, it's a different way of being, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's um coming back to your other programs, because yeah. that that's been a long time in the making, or sure. to Dharma. But before that, I mean I guess you were you were taking breaks, not taking breaks, but you were on other projects in between the post-production from the yeah. time of filming to the time it was on TV. So in between that you had you first you had the highest pass, but mm -hmm. then you've had you know heal. So talk about how that sure. you know you're you you really have your finger in quite a lot of things. You know one little pill, then you have um the you know women of the white the buffalo, polygon. then you've yep. also got yeah, and and the new one, the chasing the present. Where, yeah. where were you? How are you involved in that? Is your producer on that? Or? Yeah, chasing the present, like a distribution producer, came in to help them really get it out there to the world. Like oh. they they made the movie, and it was it's about stress, anxiety. And Russell Brand's in it. There's a personal journey in it, and it's something we need mental health. We need, a, you know, to hear from the experts and a personal journey. So I resonated with that film, and I knew I could help them get it out because distribution, as you know, like can be a difficult um, second journey for a filmmaker, a really yeah. big second journey, and it's important to be able to help other people navigate that. So I'm, I'm happy to be involved in that, and that's just starting to come out. We're dropping the trailer on the 28th of May. Okay. Um, but some of the other projects that you mentioned a lot of times dip into like the social issue world, like uh, Women of the White Buffalo ha has to do with the Native Americans and, you know, the, the really the, the, dis the dis disintegration of a culture, you know, or genocide, if you will, but uh, planned genocide of a culture and how that's kind of how the women there, though, are bringing spirituality back to their culture where it's been ripped away on purpose by the, by the American government and how the women are kind of the beacon to say, this is what we need to rebuild is our spirit and our tradition, not following necessarily success the way it's been tried to spoon fed to us by the Americans. So that's beautiful. You see a social issue and the history of what's happened and then focus on solutions and what people within mm -hmm. the culture are doing. Similarly, in the Polygon, we looked at 40 years of nuclear testing that the Soviets did on the, the people of Kazakhstan and how the government today is not really helping them the way they promised to do. And mm -hmm. how the people of these small villages, I mean, I, would, I could go into how ridiculous they were treated during those 40 years of testing, but um, it's sad. It, the death rates are insane, um, but those people themselves have to lean on each other and continually lift each other up and help each other out. Um, to, to this day, the government still doesn't really help them enough. So I, you know, I, I, I like social issues because I have this element of justice in my, my bones, and I like to go learn about things I would never really learn about or be exposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't want to go into pity. You know, as you know, like pity is not the, the sort, the way out. Pity, um, even empathy is not the way out. We need compassion. We need yeah, empathy. totally. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. find people that are standing strong, that are resonating mm -hmm. and lifting themselves up. Uh, it's not like, come save us. No, this is what we're doing to get out. And by the way, if you look at it, this is what you can also do in your life to get out of the quote unquote social disaster you're in, in some way. Um, and that's key, showing, showing people that rise up. And then in the road to Dharma, you see people going through difficult stuff and you see them rising up.
you know, as archetypes that can really inspire you. Like, oh yeah, I can do this. If they can do it in these crazy circumstances, I can do that. Having the aspect, this, this compassion is something that resides in our heart, deep within us. And I think when we, and you don't necessarily have had to have had a long-standing spiritual practice, but when we do, it um, it deepens that, like this understanding. So when we look at something, a situation with other people and environments, we immediately can resonate with them, even though we haven't grown up in that situation, because we're, we have compassion for them. We can understand, because they're humans, you know, and we're all interrelated. So we understand, it's like, oh my God, how can these people have lived? Like, how can their government treat them this way? And how many people have been sick? Or, you know, going up in Australia, we had a similar thing with the Aboriginals and the sure. white people with genocide, um, particularly in Tasmania. And this is 200 years ago. But but still, this it resonates, right? It carries through generations. Yeah. And um, and so I love that you that you really are making these very compassionate films because they, they come from a special place and they're teaching us things we really need to know. And putting yeah. things out there and I think I think that's you know Malcolm Gadwell talked about the tipping point I think we're in a tipping point with media right now where which is amazing because it's allowing for more conscious types of production to come out and these stories to be told and these you know aspects and elements of self that we can all relate to and yeah. you know it, you don't have to be a Native American to relate to that you oh know, gosh! No. Like you the, don't have to be a yogi to watch the road to Dharma. You don't have no. to be a motorcycler. Like my buddy's eight-year-old daughter watched episode one. She's like, "Let's put on episode two. because it's human human things, right? Yeah, uh, fear, totally. mm -hmm. uh, freedom, yes. triggers, anger, mm -hmm. blame. You know, yeah. if I could talk about like escape blame, and blame because yeah. part of why we go on pilgrimage, and again, I think we're on a pilgrimage now in COVID nineteen, is so that we consciously take ourselves out of our normal escape mechanisms. So we don't have anything to escape to, be it to our phones, be it to relationships, be it to comfort, et cetera. So you go on this trip with a, a master teacher, you know, in the Himalayas, and you can no longer escape. And that's a great thing. Whereas normally we might think we need choices and we want to have the ability and flexibility. Purposely put yourself where you have less choices and less, less escape mechanisms, so you must face what's coming up. Yeah. And if, if we can shift our mindset and say that's a good thing, pilgrimage is a good thing, it helps us grow, then when our choices get limited like now in COVID, mm -hmm. we can say, okay, cool, I have less escape mechanisms, which is good. I'm going to have to face some stuff. I will be discomforted, but I will grow. Yeah. Uh, or I'll keep escaping. You know, it's, it's really the choice. And blame is one of the biggest escapes in the world. And that's, you know, between you and me and, of course, everyone that's listening, that's why there's so many conspiracy theories right now is because everyone wants somebody to blame because they don't want to feel what's going on. Yeah. And that's probably the main toxicity that's happening right now is blame. Blame the president. Blame a conspiracy. Blame the aliens. Blame China. Blame your genetics. Yeah. Uh, blame the medical system you know western medical is great but you know i made a movie called heal that is saying use everything you know yes. use the holistic approach um blame is not the way let's not escape and that's a it's a hard thing to do but hopefully um you know with support like we have for each other and in communities and with fellow conscious media makers we can make some media that becomes that support for people it says yeah. oh yeah i've seen people do this on shows cool <laughs> it's okay Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's that simple. It's like, oh, I've seen it on shows. Coming back now to um, the road to Dharma, because you not only, as we said earlier on, not only is it a, a TV series, it's a conscious TV series 
but it has a supplementary program, a yeah. course attached to it. And I don't, I don't think many people are aware of that if they just want buy the series on Apple TV or Amazon, but it is also available at roadtodharma.com, right? That's, that's where yeah. this, the program yeah, so you could you could just watch the ten episodes and like take the journey on you know Apple TV, iTunes, Amazon, Vimeo for worldwide, mm-hmm. um, and you can watch a couple episodes free. You'll you know you can watch it and binge and, and and really go on the journey and feel it. But we have this like you said supplementary course that you can take that then breaks down each episode and says here's a chapter, a written chapter of what was happening on the wisdom and how it relates to the real world and makes you slow down and, and contemplate, right? Then we have a meditation. And it's you teaching, you're, yeah. you're leading them, right? With, with yes. additional videos of a non-speaking. Yeah, so I'm writing the, the chapters from my voice and I'm relating it to the show, like remember when this happened and we're re- relating it to re- real world because hey, I'm a yeah. modern American dude and I can speak that yeah. language. But yeah. you're also a certified um, master yoga and meditation teacher in the Sattva lineage. And that's yeah. really important that people understand this. You know, you're not just a filmmaker who then went, yeah, I'm going to make this course because I really like my teacher. You actually embody it. You live yeah. it. You represent it. You founded Sattva Yoga in L.A. So you actually you really do have a very well-versed understanding of these teachings beyond Absolutely. just making um, a series. No, yeah, yoga life was my life before film you know so yeah. it's like film is an extension of so thank you for saying that because i don't walk around saying i'm a sattva master teacher or my you know my <laughs> resume but i forget yeah, i know it is important when you live it like when it's just a part of your everyday life you forget but it's I, important I, to, that people know this about you i forget that like i've had a meditation every monday at my house for 11 years you know for free and i've, I've initiated people into this sattva lineage of meditation you know and we've gone on these pilgrimages that to me is like teacher training on steroids. You go on these motorcycle journeys. So the experience has taught me so much. I might not be able to quote everything from the Bhagavad Gita, but it's in my bone. Uh, so yeah, it's only my- Only Anand can. Only a Anand can. So I'll, I write to us and speak to us, and then I have an audio meditation you can download that works with breath work, as you know, so powerful, working on the energetic body and the Kriyas. And then we have a bonus talk that you didn't get to see in the series from Anand that happened during it. So there's another five hours of footage. There's the written course. There's the meditation. And of course, you get the episodes also. And uh, the people that have been taking that, they, they realize like, oh, this is not a fluff course of like 10 keys to find your soulmate. You know, this is, this is deep, great stuff that you can revisit your whole life. You know, so for whatever it is, $99, you're, I, I think you're, you're, you're stoked. <laughs> and uh, do you have to be familiar with sattva or anand or any or yoga or can you come in completely blind and just be like wow i love the series oh my god i want more yeah absolutely because again the series resonates to everyone in terms of the humanity of it and um i made within the series it very very much on purpose to introduce anand on a friendly level like we're walking in the the uh, and it's in the jungle of Rishikesh, and it's not like he's giving teachings. We're just walking and talking about, hey, I used to sleep on the tree. Yeah, and, yeah, I love that. <laughs> here's, here's the river, and here's how people think about the river, and here's what's in the news. Oh my God, there's monsoons, and people died, and he's reacting. You know, like human guy, you're hanging out with. I'm not asking you to pedestal him. If yeah. he resonates with you as you go through the journey, cool. And likewise, um, the, with the course, I'm not asking you to believe what I believe. I'm saying, let me lay out some aspects of freedom that for you to contemplate. And if you haven't thought about this before, um, 
take a good look because we need to contemplate our freedom and what it means. I don't want to go fight for my freedom if I don't know what that even is. And is that why you chose to call the series Road to Dharma? Because I, I feel like, am I maybe I'm remembering this from some, somewhere else. It used to have another name, didn't it? It was like it had a working title that was something else. And yeah. so because now the series is really about the freedom from self, which I'm going to have you talk about what that means, um, getting back to the truth of who we are. Um, I know you've, you've just talked about that, but using more sort of layman's language. But so the question is, um, is that why you named it the Road to Dharma? It was originally called the, the journey itself was something people were taking not as a TV show. They all paid for their own journey. They were doing a pilgrimage. We get to film it. So it's not a produced show or casted show in that way. And it was called the Four Sacred Peaks of Freedom. So we were visiting these four sacred sites and the, the, the outward goal, so to speak, is freedom. Like there's a theme, you know, even going into it as a pilgrimage, we know that's part of it. Um, then, you know, realizing I want to do more seasons, you know, I don't want to just call it the four sacred peaks of freedom. I, I need a name that encompasses what we do. And, and this road to Dharma to me is, is a, it's a nice contradiction in so way, cause it's a, it's a road to Dharma, but it's not, you never, you're not trying to get to that place. It's the road to the road in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dharma is the practice. It is the truth that starts to open you up. The Dharma is the truth. And the Dharma is also your duty. Once you're open to that truth, your purpose. So someone say, my Dharma is to go do this. Well, it's true, yeah. When you hear the truth, you then feel a calling. Uh, mm -hmm. So the Dharma is the truth. The Dharma is the being and the practice of that. And the Dharma is also then what you feel your duty and purpose is in terms of when you when you have that or when you when you feel it uh so the road to dharma is the road to a path itself you know yeah, and because uh, dharma is a path so yeah. there's a little fun with that it's the road to the road in some way no i love that i love that thank you for it thank you for explaining that and i kind of figured that that was where you went with it but i but i was like oh nice if it comes out of the creator's mouth <laughs> Some of my friends were like, no, that's going to be, that's too yogic. People don't know what Dharma is. I'm like, exactly. That's part of the mystique. They should want to le learn what Dharma is uh, and what I, what I mean. It's not the, the road to these mountains. It's the road to Dharma. This is what so we're yes, It's your own inner path. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and that's what they're all doing. All the, all the participants in the series are, are literally going on their own inner path, but as a group. And then they realize they're on their own inner path. Once yeah. you start, once the challenges start to come up with whether it was food or sleeping or, you know, the altitude and the the weather, the the temperature being too cold, you know, all of this, or just your own mind and blaming yeah. people blamed me for stuff yeah. and blamed a nun and it's fun. You look back and you go, oh, that's I can't believe people were angry. <laughs> you probably can't either, right? They probably, they probably were like, oh my god, how how was I? Wow, I've I've grown so much since then. <laughs> that's cool. Right. Well, the highest pass. Now that came before, and yeah. this was um, an award-winning documentary. And you know, it's it's similar but different. So talk about how it's similar and how it's different. Sure. The highest pass was my first film. I had never ridden a bike motorcycle before, and Anand invited me to go over the highest road in the world, the highest pass, eighteen thousand feet. I said yes. We decided this is to in make the Himalayas. This is way up. Like, are you crossing over India into Nepal or Tibet? Like, no, where are you still it's in India? The tip, it's the tip, tip of India in the north. So it's where China and Pakistan and India all meet. Okay. Right there, and that's the reason there's even a road over this mountain is because, like, it's for military purposes in some way because they need to protect their borders. So eighteen thousand foot road, you know, 
uh, it's the highest road, actual road. I'm sure there's more, there's paths, but for a, a, a road. And um, so that was, that was actually more like, you know, a traditional heroic journey, so to speak. We used my through line to take us through. And there's seven other characters that represent archetypes as we go. And it's a feature film and it has a certain pacing and it's, it's really quite stunning and beautiful. And it's all about fear and death, facing fear, facing death. And we actually just showed it like uh, last week and, you know, it, it still just plays. It's 10 years old, you know, but it still totally plays because it's a resonant theme. And because of the success of that and how much I loved doing it, it was the hardest project I had ever done in my life. And I walked away feeling like I can do anything if I did this, you know, like my first yeah. film in the Himalayas, my, my life's at stake, my crew's life's at stake every day. People are revolting. They're revolting against Anand, the teacher. Uh, insane, right, to do as a first feature. Uh, so then I'm like, let's do something harder. Let's do a, a series. And because I want more time with the teachings, I want more time with the characters, I want more time with the locations we get to go to so that you all, the audience, can feel more part of the journey rather than like we're going, mm -hmm. going, going. I wanted us to be able to slow down and be there because people won't get to go to these sacred sites in their lifetime. You know, yeah, few, most people. Few, few will, right? And for some yeah. of these, you'll see other Indians that are there, like it's the first time they go to Kedarnath, the sacred site, their whole life. They're 80 years old and they've been yeah. waiting to come here. And here we are going to four of these in, in the course of three weeks. Uh, it's quite amazing. Uh, one of the most sacred Sikh places, Hemkun Sahib, you know, up at 15,000 feet. And dipped yeah, in I didn't water. realize that until I saw that episode. Then I was like, oh, wow. And it was funny because I saw the Sikhs in the, in the B-roll and then your narration, you talk about how it's a Sikh site. And then I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. I didn't realize that they that was there as well. Yeah, it's right there, and it's right near this hidden valley of the flowers, this national heritage site in the Himalayas where these flowers bloom, you know, just one time a year. Um, and so, yeah, the different, and then, of course, we want it to be about freedom. So the differing, you know, aspects is one is paced for a feature film, and it's more about facing death in order to find life. And the other one is paced longer, so I'm with you more, I can go deeper into the teachings, and it's really about exploring this this thing of freedom. But the, the general idea is similar, meaning like we're in dangerous circumstances on motorcycles going to amazingly beautiful sites with this yeah. very, very radical and charismatic Indian teacher who's both modern and ancient. You know, he's mm -hmm. young, he's gone to university, you know, he's, he rides a motorbike, he's very accessible like that. Mm -hmm. But he'll smack you down. You know, like, I think, you know, in episode seven, right, he smacks someone yeah. down, he's like, this is not massage, do yoga, feel better. You do not come to feel better. You come to transcend. And that's the biggest difference between, I would say, maybe conscious media and non-conscious. We're not watching it to feel better. Yeah. Right? We're watching it to transcend. Something. Totally. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I loved in that episode, and I, I told you this earlier, that um, he Anand mentions in, the, in episode seven that someone had said, oh, I thought we were going to be doing more yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this is yoga. What do you think? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's literally, it's like and yana yoga. It's like an asset. It's, it's knowledge and wisdom. You know, we're practicing this right now. It's not the physical asana, which is um, great that he said that because, you know, in the West, uh, yoga is predominantly defined as this physical stretching practice that, that we're doing. But, you know, and how do so I much how do I go to the Yoga Alliance and be like, can you can you add on the master module that came from three weeks motorcycling with my guru? You know, they, they can't. But how can you not add that on to teacher training, so to speak, right? Oh, no, I completely agree with it's you. The theme of um, wanting to change is also in heal. 
because those were people who were sick that were featured in Heal, not just the healers and the experts that are in the documentary, but the um, the willing participants were looking for something, were at wit's end almost, and they were looking for something else. A, the intention behind the film, because Kelly Gores is the creator and director of it, and the intention was like, we want to empower people to heal themselves. And it doesn't mean a certain modality, just empower them that they have more control than they realize through their emotions, through their thoughts, through other modalities, um, than they've been taught to believe. They've been taught to give their power away to externality, right? So there on the, the, the intentions like that's sweet, okay? Let's, we're not trying to change the healthcare system. We're just trying to empower people. I'm like, cool. And then secondly, people, you know, it's, it is an adventure as much as it's not, it doesn't feel like an adventure film. When someone is sick, this is the adventure of their life and it can feel really scary and you can feel very alone and not know what to do. And you have to really, I think, you know, embody these yogic elements of being with the circumstances and being with what it is and maybe um, allowing yourself to feel for sure. And then asking deeper questions like what, what, what's this about? What else? Is there something emotional there? Is there another way to look at it? Do I believe that person that's telling me it's terminal? Or is there another possibility? Then like a movie or a story can kind of put, put some words to it and yeah. reference to it in a, that they can go, yeah, I feel that way too. And not make it too woo-woo, spirituality. It's just, this is an adventure. And yeah. through that adventure, you go, yeah, yeah, I, that's how I think too about my freedom, or that's how I think I should, you know, my duty or responsibility. You go, all right, cool. And you can remember it easier because of the character and because of the journey. And you don't have to label yourself a certain religion or that you're spiritual or you're that's this. Right. And that is our, go our goal as like media makers is to give people a, a baseline to discuss with each other and to reference in their memory. Because when you empathize with the character, it sinks in like as an experience for yourself. And yeah. then, like, I watched Star Wars as a kid, and I refer to the Force all the time. Same here. Yeah, super, me too. Super helpful, right? Thank you. Totally. Thanks, Absolutely. Guys. And I hope that, you know, like, some kid watches Road to Dharma and is like, yeah, you remember when they went through the, like, that would be amazing. It was fun to talk to you today. I mean, is there anything you want to add about conscious media and, like, what's next? What are you, what are you doing next? Like, are you, are you off to India again soon, or are you doing more filming in India? Eventually a season two, you know, when things open up again, a season two of Road to Dharma would be a, def a definite goal. And I have another feature doc that I can't speak too much about. But to be honest, the Road to Dharma, we just released, you know, two weeks ago. So the path right now is to help people see it. Uh, and again, they can go to roadtodharma.com and then there's the course also. But roadtodharma.com has the links to Apple, to iTunes, to Vimeo if you're worldwide. And so right now that's, that's the journey, you know, distribution, so to speak, is a big part of filmmaking and getting out there and doing interviews and talking to people, having discussion groups is really fun for me because, yeah. um, it's a ripe topic. Conscious media and freedom are things we need to be talking about. So thank you for having me on. This is really cool to discuss and I could talk for hours about it, to be honest. <laughs> no, me too. I love it. Well, I know you're also your other website, um, I2I, livingi2i.com. Yeah, that's where all my productions are. Living, then the letter I, number two, letter I, all the films I'm working on. Uh, I'll put Chasing the Present up there too since we're about to release that. Well, thank you very, very much for today. It was very enjoyable and uh, always fun to chat about uh, this subject and yoga and Anand, but uh, also conscious media. It's good. Absolutely. And I thank, thank your you. cat, your cat for hanging out the whole time. So cool. Oh, <laughs> she's been in her basket the whole time, I know, on the bed. <laughs> Beautiful. I love cats.
<laughs> so do we. I thank you. See you again soon. To learn more about Adam and his work, you can visit his websites roadtodharma.com and that's R-O-A-D-T-O-D-H-A-R-M-A.com and livingi2i.com and that's spelled living, the letter I, the number two, the letter I.com. You can watch his series, The Road to Dharma, on Apple TV, Amazon and Vimeo worldwide. His feature doc, The Highest Pass, is also available on Amazon, Vimeo and Gaia TV. And his film, Heal, is available on Netflix. Thank you again for listening to The Conscious Diva.